Welcome back, Drama Pod. My name is Rachel. And this is Anna. And we're back with Good another morning. juicy episode. It's been a while. We said that last week. Well, this is like the first time oh, in you and me. three weeks that we have just sat yeah. down to do it. Yeah. Just the two of us. Yeah. How cool. <laughs> if you guys didn't listen to the last episode, What Is Wrong With You? It was with Michelle Reed. We talked about behind the scenes of YouTube, marriage advice, and all that jazz. So make sure you listen to that one. It's a long one. It's a chatty one. But it was so much fun. It was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Michelle's really cool. Yes. Very She's down like to earth. One of us. Yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. That's what I think I liked her. I was like, oh, we could be friends in a normal life. Yeah. I guess we are living in a normal life. <laughs> we are friends. I guess. I don't know. So uh, how was your week? What's uh, what's the update? What's the vibe for today? It was a good week. Vibe check. Yeah. Solid week. Getting back into the routine of things. Mm-hmm. You know when you're gone for like a week and then you're like, what is life? Yeah. I have a lot of laundry to do. Me too. And my washing machine is still broken for about three months now, two months. Oh, so it's really annoying. Do you have to go to like a different floor? Yeah. But then apparently I went upstairs yesterday and that one's broken. So then I went downstairs where I normally go and <laughs> wow. there was a line because both of them are broken. And I went down probably four times throughout the workday trying to get in line and it kept being broken. So I just was like, not doing it today. First world problems. But no, that actually yeah. honestly sucks. So I don't have clean clothes right now. Just got to buy more. That's the solution. I just, have, I just never do laundry and I just keep buying clothes. I just hand washed all of my bras. Hand washed? I don't want to say when's the last time I did that. But yeah, I hand washed them. Do you not? Like the, not the sports bras, but like the nice oh. t-shirt bras. Yeah, I don't wash them all that often, so. Yeah, me neither. But I, it's really bad. But I just wash them all. It feels really good when you wash them all and you have like clean bras. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't hand wash them either. But I also don't wear them that often either. <laughs> like, yeah, I only have three sports bras and are you it's serious? actually disgusting because I will rewear the same one because I have no choice. So the other day, I literally wore like a regular underwire bra to the gym and I almost the, wanted to die. That's the cringiest thing I know. <laughs> it was actually terrible. Like I felt disgusting and like I was thinking about it constantly. <laughs> I think I have probably close to double digit sports bras. Oh, I need to get on that. I don't know. I'm just like, no, I don't need more. But then I, every week, like I run out every week. Well, yeah. If you do one yeah. thing a day, you're going to be done in three but days. To be honest, I, I, I wear one sports bra maybe three times, but that's because I don't sweat a lot yeah. when I work out because I just do weightlifting, but yeah. it's still gross. When I finish my runs, I like hang my clothes because they're so wet. So like I can't, <laughs> I could not even rewear. Like I literally have to hang it on the side of my dr- like laundry basket because otherwise yeah. it's so disgusting. And then when they're dry, I put them in the basket and then they get washed. Ew, I know it's really bad. Part of the reason why I don't have more is because i can't find ones that i like the only that's i'm on the hunt for that as well yeah it's a problem the only ones that i like are from marshall's and i just haven't been that's a good thing though they're pretty cheap there yeah there's like three it comes in like a two pack for 12 and they're like the best ones i've ever found you've only bought one pack it sounds like i know (laughs) i have one from like three years ago and then i just bought a two pack yeah i i think last year i said that was gonna be my purchase of the year and i bought one nice one and that was it they're they're expensive though i need to find like marshall ones that i yeah now that i'm like super active and an athlete i need to Mm -hmm. like invest in more workout clothes oh i agree i have like whatever my rate limiting factor is and what i'm currently looking to buy so like i have enough sports bras to get me through a week for a while i was running socks now i have enough of those yeah shorts it's currently tank tops Stay tuned. Yeah. I was going to do a deal with Girlfriend Collective, which is like this athleisure brand, but then they backed out and I was like, that is so mean because I was counting on this. So now I actually have to buy my own workout clothes. I'm actually, 
in the spirit of contentment. Oh yeah. I'm like with the workout clothes. Yeah. That's I'm good. Not even actively looking but around. You, she has like 20 pairs of Lululemon shorts. So well, yeah, it's, it's my, easy to be content when you're, when you have yeah, that. Okay. But everyone sounds like that's crazy, but I wear them every day for work. Like it's the same as you being like, yeah, Oh, I have yeah. a lot of work outfits. It's like, well, that's my work. No, outfit. I'm done buying work outfits, like specifically only for work. I am now buying clothes that are like my personality and like chill clothes that I can also wear to work. So I'm done buying specific work clothes, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, I just can't relate, but yes. Yeah, like, I, just, as soon as COVID happened, I was like, okay, I feel justified by buying all these shorts because I'm just not going to have to wear anything else. Yeah. So uh, what else? What's new? We just talked about bras for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, by the way, guys, is going to be a catch-up, life update, miscellaneous emails, advice, things like that. Oh, and also a lot of bad boss stories. So that'll oh. be in here as well. I've had like the race to look forward to, the race to work out towards, you know, and now it's like you came back from being gone for a week. So there's that reset of like vacation, but also like what is the next yeah. thing to look forward to, but also in a workout standpoint, like what do I do? Yeah, that's how I feel too. I just came back from DC and now I'm like, what's next? Uh, I'm getting bored already. Yeah, I have like four months though of looking forward to it. So now it's like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. My family might go to Costa Rica in the summer so i'm kind of looking forward to that but that's still kind of up in the air Only kind of looking forward to it no if it happens i'm definitely looking forward to it but it's kind of like no one is taking the initiative to plan it yeah it's like one of those family things where it's like who's gonna plan it but you should just do it then just plan yeah. it yeah i don't want to be in charge though because then it's like if everyone has a bad time or if the airbnb sucks it's like my fault no you just need to care less then or it should be like hey we wouldn't be here at all no because my brother's gonna be like this sucks <laughs> and i'm gonna be like uh Okay. All right. Don't go to Costa Rica then. <laughs> I have vacation coming up in June, so but that's family vacation, so Where it's already going? planned. Uh, North Carolina, like we normally do. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Maybe uh, you can see Kate. A different part of North Carolina, but mm-hmm. yes, I probably will go to. You said, can I see where she lives? Yeah. I probably will. Kate, I lived in Raleigh for like a year, so and my cousin still lives there, so I've been meaning to go back and visit. So if I'm there, I'll say hi to her, who I've never met. Yeah. If everything works out as much as I hope it does from now until September, I will have gone to four national parks this year. Wow. So that's a crazy stat. So stay tuned. I've already gone to two. I'm hoping to do two more, one in June, one in September. So Look at you. Keep up. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to live that uh, digital nomad life now. So yeah. I want to go to the farmer's market after this and get some guac. Nothing else compares. Okay, but I think guac hurts my stomach. Really? I, I'm not sure. It does have a lot of fiber. I read that this week because I was, I don't know. There's kind of like a lot of confounding variables, but I'm not sure. But recently I've felt a little, just not great. And it's been around the time I ate guac, but it's always guac or the two times it's happened. It's from guac that was store-bought, not like Uh, made. No, you can't do that. I know. And I'm sad because like last, it was Thursday night for the first time I bought guac. Like I never buy guac. And I was like, I'm going to buy it. You bought pre-made guac? Yeah, from, it's, from it's Sprouts, not very though, it was, good. like, good. It was good? It was, like, in the fresh section. You I can know, always you can buy the tell. fresh salsa. There's, like, the fresh salsa, the fresh guac. Yeah, but guac. It, it's always got, like, preservatives in it that I can taste. Okay, well, maybe that was my fault. I don't know. I never bought guac before, so I got the guac, right? Then she got Thursday the night, Friday morning, or whatever, I felt, like, odd on Friday. But also, I was doing the whole laundry thing up and down the flights of mm-hmm. stairs, and it was, like, a whole afternoon of chaos, kind of. I realized Friday night, I was like, I think the guac did something to me because it happened too like three weeks ago i had store-bought guac hmm. and what didn't go well well that so sucks. i'm scared you said we're allowed to ramble so i'm just yeah. rambling <laughs> this is riveting <laughs> um okay what is the vocab word of the day impetus 
Oh, this is too easy. You say that. What does it mean? It Don't. means, and for the record, I didn't look. Uh-huh. It means something that stimulates something else. Okay, that's accurate. I'm highly read. Okay, this. Okay, I found a podcast that does a word of the day, and this was one of them. Oh, so you copied somebody? Yeah, Merriam-Webster Dictionary <laughs> has their own podcast, apparently, when I typed in word of the day. I thought it was a good one. I'm trying to find ones that like you would actually use, though, and I thought this was a good one. Yeah, I suppose. All right. Force that causes or encourages something to be done or become more active. So stimulant, it's a good word. Social media is often the impetus for the feeling of FOMO. FOMO means fear of missing out. Ah, there she is. I didn't know what that meant for many years. You have no FOMO, that's why. (laughs) No, I have a lot of FOMO all the time. (laughs) You have FOMO all the time? Yeah. But I feel like FOMO leads to action. It is the impetus, some would say. Well, a lot of times and it's there is like, no action on your end. A lot of times it's like FOMO for things I'm not even invited to. Like other people's like social media doing something cool. And I'm like, ugh, I wish I was there. That's just jealousy. That's not FOMO. Yeah, true. Uh, the crisis of the 1860s provided the original <laughs> impetus for the settlements. I'm assuming that's a sentence that came with it. Yeah, actually the top <laughs> one was too. They both were. Really? Yeah. Oh, they have like one for the dum-dums and then the other one's like for the educated people. So let's make sure to use this word throughout the podcast and you guys keep score. Who wins? Alrighty. So we have a bunch of emails that we want to get through. So we'll just jump right in. We're going to start off with an embarrassing story that somebody sent in. We're not super strict on like which emails we read. So like we usually just read all of them at random (laughs) times. So here we go. I know this was last week's podcast topic and you don't even have to read this. Well, we are. I just wanted you guys to enjoy my embarrassment. Ha ha. So I was so surprised to hear Rachel say that she's never peed her pants. (laughs) (laughs) Because when I tell you I've peed my pants more than I can count, I'm not exaggerating. And just not like, oops, a few drops escaped. I mean, oops, I forgot I'm not actually on the toilet. (laughs) From middle school all the way to college, literally probably about four months ago. Love that for me. Uh, You may be like, um, are you okay? And honestly, I've owned this part of me by now. What? (laughs) The stories are always that someone makes me laugh. I laugh really hard. And then all of a sudden, I have peed my pants. Here is just a few times that I can tell you about. (laughs) More times than she can count. (laughs) Middle school, in the cafeteria. We wore uniforms and I peed my pants. So I poured ketchup on my pants so that I had an excuse to change into non-uniform pants. <laughs> that's, that's a good that's a good move. Yeah, that is very smart. I wouldn't have think, thought of that. Number 2. First day of high school at a new school. A kid accidentally exploded their ramen in the microwave. Good thing I was wearing a skirt. Wait, so she just laughed at the kid? Wait, like, what? That, I think she's just laughing and these things happen. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like the ramen exploded, she laughs, and then she's like, oops. <laughs> Number three, a sophomore in college. At Target, I held my pee in too long. I could not make it. I was in the food aisle. I wrapped a cardigan around my waist, left my cart where it was, bought a pair of shorts in self-checkout, changed, and finished shopping as if nothing ever happened. She needs to get this checked out. Yeah. (laughs) Number four. Basically every birthday party I ever went to. Number five. (laughs) Peed on my best friend's hardwood floor in her room. She had to bring towels to mop it up. This is out of control. (laughs) I want to know what age you were with the best friend. 
So the more that I think about it, it's so embarrassing, but that's just what I've had to deal with, a weak bladder or something. A piece of advice, always be prepared to bring a cardigan to wrap around your waist. But there is hope, ladies. I'm happily married going on 10 months, and he loves me, even the peeing in my pants part, I think. Anywho, have a good day, y'all. Love the podcast. Love people able to relate to someone that's Christian and also married, and to you, Anna, as well. (laughs) No comment. You are so down to earth, and I love your advice. God bless you girlies. Wow, this was so funny, but Um, seriously, go to a urologist. No, no, no. Well, maybe, but I think it's the Kegels, right? Isn't that something? Yeah, Kegels can help, which is when you contract your pee muscles. The muscles you use your to sphincter. pee. And you're like your a... sphincter. Well, yeah. Vocab word of the day. <laughs> I think you need to check this out, because it's not like a small bladder issue. Yeah. It's like a you can't control this, it. This is definitely like an impetus to get it checked out. Yeah, I would say it yeah. is. I wonder, you know how some people go on car rides and they have to pee like every three seconds? I wonder if she's that person... Or if she just like goes in the car, <laughs> she just can't even control it. That is too good. Oh, this is wordy. So Anna's mom sent us an email and we are going to read it. I'll let Anna do the honors. Okay. Uh, Does she want us to say that she's your mom? I guess so. She didn't say anything. Okay. I don't, she told me she sent this in a while ago. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> I have not read this or don't know the topic. Well, she said, this is Anna's mom. A high school math teacher. I was going to comment on the episode about teachers and how much time they have off. We discussed this a little <laughs> bit. Um, the hours can be long, but the days off are what I did it for. More time with my kids when they were off. Also, if you make 45K and work 190 days a year for eight hours each day, the math shows that you make about $29 an hour, which is pretty good. 60K if you worked an entire year. It may be lofty in my thoughts, but I feel good educators should be paid well don't know what this amount should be. Those who teach usually don't do it for the money, but I might encourage but it might encourage more people who are talented in teaching to pursue teaching. Anyway, my real reason for the email is your latest podcast on confessions. Mm. Oh boy. I actually had a student confess to me that they had cheated on a test. Wow. I was shocked and impressed that they let me know. They confessed they had never done this before and that the pressure from making the grades for college scholarships was weighing on them. Whether this was true or not, I trusted the student and I have seen improvement in their behavior in class and hopefully they have learned to give undeserved mercy. This started me thinking about testing the students in a different way. In my class, we work a lot together. I allow the students to use all their notes and work in groups for quizzes. Have been doing this since before Christmas. And now when I test them, I have them take the test with a summary sheet. You can use Google formulas. Day one on their own and then, uh, oh, sorry. And then day two, they can collaborate on their answers. For one thing, it does make grading easier. And another good thing is it makes the pressure, takes the pressure off the test. I can hear them teaching and arguing with each other about their answers. I don't, I don't expect this class to be math majors, but I hope at the end of the year, they have learned some more math, have learned how to persevere to find the answers, have learned how to work together encourage one another, and that their teacher cared about them. Hope this email isn't too long. Thanks for sharing your lives with us. You are much braver than me. <laughs> Maybe we can learn to laugh a little about embarrassing moments. Love, Mama K. Aw. Well, for one thing, I can attest that this scenario that she's created, at least, is way more uh, how the real world works at work yeah. in terms of you have to collaborate. You don't have, you know, a 
a test. You're like working mm-hmm. with people, figuring it out, getting together, and then having to have a result. Your mom's probably one of the best teachers out there for like even number one forgiving this kid for cheating and not just yeah. like giving him a zero or failing him, and then number two for being creative in the way that she tests people, yeah. or students, so that they don't number one hate math yeah because that's a whole thing that happens in society which i don't think people hate math as much as they think they just have had bad experiences with it yeah i've had really bad math teachers to the point where it makes me feel like i'm really stupid yeah so it's an interesting point too the um the feeling really pressured for college i had this female in tech meeting that i was attending at work the other day and people were going around talking about their lives or whatever. And probably five of the people all around ish my age were like, oh, I changed my major a bunch in college. I was really scared because I like stuck with one major, was really stressed about school and then got out and realized it wasn't what I wanted to do. And pretty much everyone my age group had the same story of like mm-hmm. school having all this pressure. And then I realized I like didn't like that kind of thing. So it's wild where it's like school really does put a lot of pressure on us. Yeah, or, you, or you feel locked into a certain major or certain yeah. path just because like AJ was originally pre-med he was a biology major and even like uh, maybe a year or six months before graduation he was like i don't really want to be a doctor actually yeah so what do i do and we were we just were like yeah you should probably just finish and like yeah. get the degree now he has a biology degree which is like useless for what he wants to do so now he's in school again for computer science which is what he really wants to do so it's like if we felt more freedom to change majors, um, or maybe if there wasn't such a big price tag yeah, on it. That's, yeah. yeah. That's, and it's true because it's like, okay, well, if you change your mind your last three years, you could stay and just do it immediately after. But it's like, then you're paying so much money because after you go over 120 credit hours, whatever, to yeah. switch, it's like a whole thing. And it's cheaper than go get a master's after, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But All right. Hi, Rachel and Anna. I found your podcast through an episode you guys did with Michelle Reed. I quickly fell in love and listened to pretty much all the episodes in less than a week. (laughs) Wow, Wow. that's so much of us. (laughs) (laughs) There's not that many episodes yet, so that's pretty good. But (laughs) still. I think this is our 20th episode. She listened to 20 episodes in one week. She probably should two times speed. (laughs) We should celebrate 20 episodes. I relate especially to Anna. Ugh. Uh, I don't want to read this. I'm just kidding. I'm an extrovert too and agree with her on how discipline is a key to happy everyday life and success in most cases. Okay. I want to sidetrack here and say that I really liked Michelle's recent episode about how labeling ourselves and putting ourselves in these boxes of introvert, extrovert can be actually kind of harmful. Oh, so when she says it, you listen. But when I repeatedly say it, it just goes right over the head. Is that, yeah, is that what I'm saying? That just means that right. you and I are close friends. Don't take it uh-huh. personally. Yeah. But I think it's so true because I find myself like regretting labeling myself as such an introvert because there are truly circumstances in which I'm not. And so I just want to say I'm going to be more loose, loosey-goosey with the personality traits. I'm, okay? glad, I'm glad it took Michelle to get you to see my side. <laughs> My question is related to time management. Although I am a very organized person, organized with an S, so she must be from the UK or Australia. This year, I decided to start earning my own money. Okay. Even if it's a small amount, but it's still my own money. So I'm curious whose money 
where you are she's in school so it's probably okay besides being in my second year of law school okay i privately teach math and english for five hours a week and work as a nanny for 10 hours a week so right there we've got 15 hours also well-rounded i like this she's teaching math and english and also in law school (laughs) like she's doing like all the topics i work out five to six times a week Wow. I love it. And on top of that, <laughs> since August, I'm in a relationship with my wonderful boyfriend, which is great, but takes time <laughs> too. I like having money while still getting my education and taking care of my health and fitness. But since October, oh, here it is. that's where classes start in Poland, where I live. Oh, okay. Thank you for answering that. <laughs> I feel like I have no time just for myself. My question is, should I push through and manage everything like I'm doing, but have very little time for myself? Love you. Um, okay, I have some thoughts. It kind of depends, I would say, on how you define time for yourself and the timeline of how long you plan on doing it. Because I would say I was in a similar situation when I was doing work in school and working out were kind of the three things that I did. But in my mind, the working out was the time to myself. So I was like, oh, this is for me. And it was also for like a two-year stint, which law school, I think it's usually like three years. Yeah. Give or take. So if it's like a just got to power through, um, but I guess it depends on what time for yourself, like is you hanging out with your boyfriend? It sounds like that's already scheduled in, but not time for yourself. Like after my workouts, like I'll just go on a walk at the end of my workout. And that's also like me time, just thinking, cool yeah. down walk. Well, you're working out five to six times a week. So maybe, and Anna's not going to like this, but maybe if you're like really stretched and you do need the money and you don't want to sacrifice work, maybe you can work out like three to four times a week. You know, well, I guess that's my question is like, what is time for yourself? Because I guess, like I said, those five to six times would be the time to myself. So yeah. if that's not for you and you want to change that, then for sure. You have a lot of variables you could change, like the English for five hours a week. You could easily chop that and then boom, you have five more hours a week. But she likes she wants to have some. Money. I know, but she's saying like, what are my options? So your options are obviously keep doing what you're doing or cancel out one of these things, whether it's one of your two jobs or work out a little bit less or you know, yeah, just push through. You're in second year, so you only have one year left. So maybe, you know, just push through, but it's hard. Yeah, it is interesting though. Now that all the school is done, so like most of the time consuming aspect is gone, I feel like I have too much time for myself. So careful what you wish for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, everything is temporary. So just don't, don't stress out too much. Just remember that this is just a phase of life and it'll change. That's often how I look at my life right now. Like, this is definitely a phase I can't maintain my current yeah. trajectory forever. Um, but I I'm, think you're in a, she's in a good balance spot too. Like she's self-aware yeah. enough where she's like, I have all these things organized, but I might want to add this, which yeah. is just quiet time, I feel like, or restful time. Mm-hmm. This is a good email. I read it yesterday ahead of time and I actually asked AJ his opinion too. So we'll read it. We can take turns because it's kind of long. Rachel and Anna, hi. I'm interested in your response to this because I feel like I relate equally to both of your opposing views on certain things. I like that. I'm a super objective person, but can also be stubborn in my beliefs. I have a relationship slash boundary situation. So for context, my boyfriend and I have been together for eight years. We've lived together for most of that time. We had some trust issues in the beginning due to him contacting ex-girlfriends, red flag, but that hasn't happened in years, green flag, and we are much older now and more serious about things. We're both 29. Anyway, the current situation. My boyfriend has made a new friend in the past three months, a lesbian female, and has gotten very close to her to the point that it makes me uncomfortable. 
He has been quite flirty with her over messages and has had deep conversations with her that end with him saying, I love you. Ooh. I have discussed that even if it's a different meaning between the two of them, that it makes me uncomfortable and I feel like it's not respectful of our relationship. He has said it's as the same as telling his mom he loves her, despite how it in the past they have talked about how good she looks in certain outfits, that is, she is cute, etc. Again, she's lesbian, but the feminine attention to a straight man is feminine attention, right? I think it's good for him to have friends. And I don't, you know what this makes me think of? When Joe Biden reads off his speeches. Yeah. Like the other day, (laughs) I was watching one of his speeches and he was not fatigued reading off that prompter. And I was like, like that is such a skill. 60 years on us. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's good for him to have friends. I don't wish to take that away. But in his eyes, me setting a boundary for do not flirt with her or say I love you is equivalent to making him choose between us and putting a strain on his friendship. He has literally said that. Red flag. So just to say that again, when she says, don't flirt with her or say I love you, he like pitches a fit and says, oh, you're like trying to break up my friendship. Also, a sucker punch to the face is that this woman is very similar in appearance to his ex-girlfriend from years ago that he used to have issues texting. Let me say that I'm not dumb and I know how bad this sounds. Our relationship is healthy in every other way, which is what makes this so dang frustrating. We have talked this over and over for weeks and we just cannot come to an agreement. He does not think I have the right to dictate the above as a boundary, but concedes that I'll do it if it makes you happy, but I won't like it to me. That means he will hold resentment towards me. Oh, that's really the worst. (laughs) I do think we can be successful in a relationship if we work out this one thing. But his response to all of this has made me not sure if I want to. He says that if I leave him, he'll always love me and won't want to be with anyone else. I feel like everyone says that, (laughs) um, but it may not be true. I see that as pretty unhealthy, honestly, because if I do leave him, I'm going to want to be with someone else in the future after some time, obviously. Um, So for this specific one, I wouldn't worry about that because like, I feel like everyone says that at some point, but it's still very real when it's happening. But yes, yeah, I'm just very scared and vulnerable because I know my entire life will change if we break up. And I honestly am just afraid to lose all that. All of what we built up. Our families basically see us as married and we have two cat children together. I do not want to start over with someone else since I'm about 30. But I know that if my gut tells me something isn't healthy, it probably isn't. I know that plenty of people meet spouses in their 30s, but that may not be the case for me. So I'd have to accept the possibility of being alone. I can basically already feel Rachel screaming at me to put myself first at all costs, but please share your thoughts. Thank you and hello to Vinny. I think it's funny because I think they think we're going to have very different responses to this, but I don't think we are. <laughs> <laughs> On this one, we will probably agree. And okay, I have a lot to say. So I asked AJ this as well. First of all, I asked him if guys say I love you to other guys, right? So definitely platonic. We're talking yeah. two straight straight males who are friends. Do they say I love you? AJ said yes. Yeah, I'd say it to my female friends. I wouldn't say it to my guy friends. Right. So now you have a situation where the female is a lesbian. She is not attracted to men. For the theory that I'm trying to say, basically, it would be as if a guy is saying, I love you to a guy. Now, here comes the trust factor. Do we really trust that this girl is 100% lesbian and has no like bisexual tendencies? That could be true. But again, we don't know this girl. We're just trusting what he says. And there may be a situation where he is lying and saying, yeah, don't worry, she's a lesbian, 
but maybe she is bisexual and he's just using like the word lesbian to like cover that up you know what i mean yeah no i mean i i can't imagine he's like completely blinded to this idea like i think he's got to see like oh this is odd that i'm doing this i can like i don't understand how he doesn't see how this is hurtful to her and it also she asked him to just simply stop saying i love you and stop flirting like you can still be friends with them and talk and whatever but like maybe don't say i love you <laughs> yeah that, that part i was like Ooh, and what? he's like he's like um absolutely not like you're making me choose between you and her and she's probably like no i just don't want to feel like jealous over this for no reason this whole issue aside i think the very his response to how he handled you asking to like like you're trying to have a logical discussion about like hey this is something that hurts me can we talk about it like da, da, da. and his response is i'll do it for you but i'm going to resent it that no matter what the issue is is not someone who i want to i personally would want to stay with long term yeah bringing in my own personal experience as i always do which is often repetitive but <laughs> when aj and i first started dating we hadn't figured out all of our boundaries yet we were still young we didn't like know what was going on so when a girl would text him and I would be jealous and I would like even show a faint hint of jealousy, he would immediately like cut off that relationship or like stop texting that person or just like immediately put into place boundaries because he cared about my feelings. And oftentimes I would have to tell him because, you know, guys are guys. And at the beginning, we were both young. We were both like not committed to each other 100%. So I would tell him, hey, I really want you to stop texting girls or like stop replying. Because honestly, he was a catch. Like everyone was texting him. <laughs> he was like that guy in school that everyone was like obsessed with. It really irritated me. So I was like, stop replying to these girls. And he was like, absolutely. Like it's done. It's over. Because he like valued me. So I would say, what Anna said, that's a red flag that he's like not willing to put into place these boundaries. Yeah. And I also get the hesitancy too of like, I'm getting older, quote unquote, I'll say, but also being like, oh, we have our life together. Our parents see us as married. Like it's not going to be easy, but also think about the long term of the opposite. If you are yeah. with this man who you are not necessarily happy with now and more aware of it before. I'm also really scared though, because I, like, I feel like she's, she's going to be listening to this very closely and I don't want to be like, mandating her life like this is no, a very yeah. visceral one for some reason to me um and we don't know everything else like we don't know how great your relationship is other than this so like this is only based on this email so please take it with a grain of salt but i would be very very uh, it would be really hard for me to be dating or married to someone who is texting someone of the opposite gender despite their sexual attractions and saying i love you no matter and what she like, looks like his hard. ex she yeah. looks like his ex and is very pretty yeah and commenting on like outfits and stuff it's yeah, like confusing like saying that she's cute yeah. and saying i love you like saying i love you like yes she's a lesbian but there's always that fear that she's not you know yeah this is this one is uh, odd so i would say since your gut is telling you something and you acknowledge that give him the ultimatum and say listen i don't like this it's a deal breaker for me if you keep doing this it's not going to work out and then if he gives it up and like you know moves on then that's fine but if he doesn't then i think that'll be the confirmation that you need to move on especially since he had texting issues in the in the past texting exes this is like the second red flag. You know, everybody makes mistakes. That's fine. This is like the second situation where he's making you super uncomfortable and he's not even feeling bad about it. So I would give him the ultimatum. And if, yeah, if, ultimatum is like super harsh, but I agree in terms of bringing it up and seeing how he reacts and being like, this reaction really is not what I'm looking for. Like, can we already, talk through this? She already did that. 
I know, but then they came to the conclusion of his reaction being like he would hold resentment. But have they talked about how that is like that reaction is what annoys her? And that's what I would talk through rather than being like, here's this ultimatum where he might not even know it's coming out of left field. Yeah. And you're already at the point where your gut is telling you something isn't healthy. You said that for yourself. So I would listen to that and lean into that. Give him the ultimatum. Again, this is only my opinion. This is what I would do in your situation um, because you just definitely deserve someone who doesn't make you feel that way even if you're 30 even if you're 40 even if you're 50 unless you're married and made that lifelong commitment since you're not married like i would i wouldn't settle yeah that sucks i mean it could but he also could like if they talk through it and he comes like yeah there is a room for changes yeah of course but if he's gonna be a dick about it you know this is true so we're gonna get into some bad boss stories all right, here we go. Hey, pod. <laughs> hey, drama pod. I used to be a shift leader at Chick-fil-A. And in one of our management meetings, they tried to ban any of the employees from using the bathroom in any way for two to three hour period every day to meet sales and speed of service goals. I also had to stop a 17-year-old kid from eating the blue tablets we used to clean the interior of our coffee pots. <laughs> he informed me they looked like Flintstone vitamins and therefore he thought he could eat them. I'm so glad I'm in my professional career now and out of there, lol. Okay, the bathroom <laughs> thing, that is terrible and that kind of explains how Chick-fil-A is like so on top of it. Is it really that bad though? How many times like it would be if you're in an office and you're peeing more than like, what is it? three times a day no in theory it makes sense but it's still like the restrictive part that doesn't sit yeah. well it's like you can't even if you had to you couldn't because yeah. like we got to get out these chicken sandwiches yeah i'm guessing it's because kids go on their phones and stuff on the bathroom but yeah and then the blue tablets Whoa. that's just uh <laughs> not no <it>. comment <laughs> this one is titled confession and questionable coworker. Hi, Rachel and Anna. I listened to your podcast about confessions, and it got me thinking about a poop story that happened to me (laughs) last spring. I went to the bathroom at a restaurant. The toilets had very low pressure, and they didn't flush well. I did my business, realized it was clogged, located the plunger, and started going to work. I don't know how long I spent trying to unclog the freaking thing, but I knew I couldn't do it. I was in there maybe 20 minutes, including going to the bathroom. Thankfully, there were two stalls, but when I came out, there was quite a line of people that had accumulated. I flat out said, so, we're all women here. I clogged the toilet. I'll go get a staff member. <laughs> I love it. And proceeded to wash my hands. Someone even said they liked how I owned up to it. I didn't want someone else to go in there, clog it more, Realize I was the one who did it, etc. So I did the deed we all dread, but somehow needed to embrace. I respect that. She just owned up to it. I think that's how we should all handle it. Rather than scooping it out and putting uh, it in the purse. She yeah. did it well. She's a real person. You asked for some bad boss slash employee stories and I can deliver. After my bachelor's, I had a weird gap year before starting my master's program. During this time, I worked at a local coffee shop. I was 22 years old and worked with a handful of high schoolers. Most of the time, we had really awesome younger co-workers. There was this one girl who was great, then was going off to college, and her younger sister happened to apply to work for us at the cafe, too. So, with the older sister being gone to college, who was a great employee, we got stuck with our younger sister. I understand it's intimidating starting your first job, and perhaps even more so if you're naturally a quiet person, but this girl hardly spoke. I had a hard time reading her non-verbal cues, except for the fact that she hated being there. Our cafe literally had like 
four ice cream flavors at the time. We didn't do anything fancy. It was a single or double scoop, cone or no cone situation. <laughs> Seems straightforward, right? This one time, a customer ordered ice cream, and the girl avoided scooping the ice cream because she said she never scooped ice cream before. All she had to do was scoop the ice cream into a cone or bowl. That was it. So she just didn't say anything? Refuses to scoop the ice cream. I love your dynamic duo podcast. Thanks for mixing things up and having great topic ideas. Wish I could meet both of you. From Minnesota. Minnesota. I wonder if people from Minnesota get tired of people saying their name like that. (laughs) Hey, ladies. Love your podcast. I've been listening since episode one and look forward to it every Saturday. So, this story didn't happen to me personally, but it happened to my bestie. We worked at a mom-and-pop coffee shop in high school together. All the coffee shops. Our boss was a middle-aged man who was interesting, to say the least. One day, my friend was working, and our boss decided to tell her this super inappropriate story about one time having a threesome with his buddy and this girl they met at a casino. He went into graphic detail and even reenacted some movements. (laughs) Keep in mind, my friend was 17 at the time and definitely weirded out. Needless to say, we both didn't work together much longer. He also ended up being audited by the IRS and closed the coffee shop down. I think he's in, I think he's in real estate now. Anywho, looking forward to the next pod. Um, that is sexual assault and assault. No, what is it called? Harassment. <laughs> uh, you should have reported him to the 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 government the hr know. of the mom and pop coffee shop <laughs> that's the thing with small businesses is that they don't have hr usually or like the hr is the owner this is true that was blurred lines <laughs> that was our company recently until we hired our hr person and now you love her yeah she's so much. she is crucial now hello girls love the podcast just caught up in every episode Jeez, people are doing that. Every episode this week, and I'm sad that I have now to wait till Saturdays for the new one. Anyway, here's my bad work experience. So I've been babysitting for over 10 years now. Okay. I've had lots, that's a long time. Okay, I have lots of experience working with families over the years, and for the most part, it's all the same. This one time I started working for a new family, and they asked me to come over for a trial run for an hour to see how the kids and I got along. When I got there, the parents basically handed the kids off to me, twin, one years old, and a three-year-old said they'd be back in five hours. They left me right away and I didn't even know the kids' (laughs) names. I had to try to figure out where things were and what to do with them for the next five hours since the kids were so young they didn't really speak. So it was rough trying to figure things out around the house. The three-year-old kept opening the back door and the three kids would just walk in and out of the house with a fenced yard. So I assumed it was fine, even though it was a bit odd. The family also had a dog. All of a sudden I smelled poop and I'm like, Great, which of these four creatures pooped? They somehow ran around in poop outside and came in and rubbed the poop all over the couch. I was like, WTF. I tried to find something to get it off, but they started screaming and crying to the point where the neighbors came over because they literally thought the kids were being abused or something. Eventually, the neighbors figured out that it was just a babysitter and we got the kids in the bath and the parents finally came home. But holy cow, that was rough. The parents tried to schedule me again to come the next day and I was like, no way, see you never. Yes, I never found out the kids' names until the neighbors told me. How awkward, lol. (laughs) I have a similar I have a similar bad babysitting story. I am not a babysitter, right? But I did it a few times. I babysat this like twelve year old kid. Twelve year old? He was twelve, old enough to stay alone until I realized why they didn't let him stay alone. Okay. So I was babysitting, right? This kid was excuse my language, but devil spawn. (laughs) Like he was so bad and aggressive, like 
keep in mind he's 12 so he's like pretty strong so he would grab my phone from my hand and run around the house with my phone threatening to like drop it in a bag of flour okay he was crazy so i was chasing this kid around the house he's fast okay 12 year old boys are fast i could not catch him he had an island in his kitchen and we were like doing that awkward (laughs) battle across the island like i would try to get him then he would run and i would get him he would run it took me literally like 45 minutes i was screaming at him i got so pissed i was like what is wrong with you give me my phone but he wouldn't how old were you in this situation i was like 16 to the four-year difference Yeah, yeah i i've never been so angry at a child i'm telling you like this kid was crazy I eventually got my phone back. Never, never babysat, never again. babysat him again. The mom was like, was he good? Like she could tell that because like, he's a bad yeah. kid. She was like, was everything okay? And I was like, yeah, I was fine. And then I just left. Wouldn't it suck to be that mom who like your list of babysitters is just constantly dwindling because your kids are yeah. horrible. Me and my cousin were babysitting like a family of four kids. There was lots of poop over all of the house because one <laughs> of the kids had gotten into the other kid's diaper or something. It was like That's chaos. disgusting. Yeah, it was. It was wild times. I worked for a life insurance company for no intro. No hi ladies, <laughs> no nothing. Straight to it. I love it. I worked for a life insurance company for a few months and my boss, the chief legal officer of the company, harassed me constantly. Great making inappropriate comments about wanting to be a father figure to me, about me still breastfeeding my then 1.5-year-old son. He also gaslit me constantly, purposely giving me literally no information about what he wanted of me, then scrutinizing my work, saying, you can't possibly think this is what I asked you for. And then when I asked for clarification on the tasks, he told me, quote, asking questions is a drain on our stakeholders and told me to stop. So he wanted to give me zero info about what I was being asked to do, disallow me from asking questions, and still receive what he was looking for. I went to HR three times in two months, in the two months that I worked for the company, sobbing because I was so stressed and being so mistreated. The HR representative listened to me and told me she would look into it. Then I heard nothing. Soon after, HR lady had a baby and went on maternity leave, and they fired me before she could come back. When I asked why I was being fired and inquired how how I was supposed to be expected to produce quality work in such a hostile environment, I was told an investigation was done on my claims and they weren't concerned about my boss's conduct. I found out later that the head of HR is my boss's best friend from law school and I'm not the first woman he's hired, harassed, fired, and gotten away with it. Dang. Yeah. Isn't like not a joke. That's the worst kind of boss when they tell you to do something, but like don't tell you uh, what yes. they want and you're like asking and they're like, read my mind. Yes. That part is like really annoying mixed in with all of the uh, other horrible aspects to the story. Yeah. I, there, there might be cause for impetus to look into an inquiry on this man, <laughs> some would say. But I, don't, I don't think that's the right usage. It is a noun. So there is cause for action, stimulation. Maybe. To elicit an inquiry. Regardless, I think you should write a book I don't about it. Have any it. comments on it? <laughs> like this one just sounds no horrible. I, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like this situation is more common than we think. Probably true with older men bosses. <laughs> so no advice for you. Sorry. We're just reading it so the world can hear it and then they can comment. I believe those are all the work emails we have. We have some finance ones, but we're still procrastinating doing our finance podcast. So maybe we'll maybe we'll start to brainstorm that one. I also had a request to do a podcast about 
or getting your mom in here for just like Q&A on basic skin stuff or whatever. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That would be a good one. It's a common request amongst my friend group, I won't lie. Okay. So. That would be interesting because I feel like there's a lot of misinformation exactly. out there. Like The put, biggest one being that uh, sunscreen causes skin cancer. That's a big one. I've that, never heard that before. Oh, I've heard it often. And I'm like, no, it's the opposite. Why would it? They yeah. think that the toxins in the skin in the sunscreen are so uh. toxic that like they seep through the skin and cause cancer. Oh. Yeah, so that's why we need your mom yeah. on because <laughs> I didn't even know that one. But basic skin inquiries could be another one, too. Yes, so we are also planning an episode on are you a psychopath? Yes <laughs> or no? We're going to take the test. I linked it once on the Instagram story for the podcast. I can link it again. But basically, if you Google psychopath test, you can take the test. It's super easy. And then email us with your answers or your uh, results. And also, if you have any stories about a psychopath in your life or a sociopath, any any crazy story that you think that someone else was a psychopath in that story, a let real us know. psychopath. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever met real psychopaths. Or like, if you if someone did something so crazy that you think they're a psychopath, I need to look at the definition of psychopath. I guess. Yeah, you'll find out if Anna and I are one. Yeah, I'm dangerously close to the line. I will say that. <laughs> it's, it's a spectrum, I guess. I mean, the yeah, test kind of spectrum. Was. Okay. Yeah. So send in those emails. Also send in any advice emails. As you see, we read them whenever. And follow us on Instagram. A small amount of drama. Yeah. G- give us a five star five star review. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how many people binge listen to us too. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> and Keep doing it. Uh, see you later. Bye.